Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Here's football legend Jamie Redknapp for Skechers ArchFit Footwear. Okay, I know what you're thinking. ArchFit Footwear? Ah, I don't need arch support. Well, I thought the same, and these are still my favorite trainers. You see, Skechers ArchFit are great for virtually everybody. ArchFit was designed by experts giving you podiatrist-certified arch support and all-day comfort. Plus, I don't wear them just for arch support. I love how they look too. Feel what you've been missing with Skechers ArchFit. Find Skechers ArchFit footwear for men and women everywhere. Good evening and welcome to the long run. Um, it is Friday night and I'm joined by uh, Hayden, Toby and Chris. Uh, good evening, guys. Everyone all right? Evening. Yeah, evening, evening, evening. So firstly, before we uh, start, huge thank you to our sponsors at Sketchers um, for their continued support. Um, and this week we're going to be talking about how to fuel a marathon, but also, I guess, half marathons and other races, depending on what you're doing. Um and probably going to talk about a load of other stuff, running related or maybe not. Um, it's been a big week, hasn't it? We were, or we are, number one on the Great Britain Running Podcast, which is a bit mental, isn't it? It's crazy. I've got actually, I've got, to, I've got to give a shout out to everybody, right? Seriously, for a second, right? You might have learned by now, ninety nine percent of what we talk about is, is is just us mucking about, right? But seriously, for like one percent. Thank you so much, right, for making this the number one running podcast in the UK last week. That's insane. Um, it's just us talking about running. I've got to give a shout out to obviously Al, Wilco, everybody else who hosts, co-hosts, has been on this journey for however long it is. It's it's insane. But thank you to every single person who has listened to it, watched it, whatever you've done, or told somebody about it because we play no interest in any marketing or trying to spread the word. We rely 
purely on you guys to do that work for us because we're lazy. Uh, and we're just, yeah, we're just blown away. So it just, yeah, genuinely, thanks ever so much. Keep telling people about it. Um, we'll keep rocking up on a Friday and, and, and on a Monday now and talking nonsense while you guys want to tune in. So thanks, seriously, thank you to, to everyone. And I've got to give a shout out to Sketches because they've obviously supported the, yeah. the podcast and we've got, we, we do love Sketches and I've got to give a, a mad bit of love to them. And I've got to say, right, and this is not because they sponsor it or not, I couldn't give a monkeys, but I, their hoodies, I think about it, their hoodies they do in Sketches, right, I think are the most comfortable hoodies, apart from the ones on the 40 run store, get that in when I'm 40, but they're so comfortable they, I don't know, you know when you just get a really soft hoodie and it just feels really nice? I absolutely love my Sketches hoodie, so I've got to give them a shout-out. Obviously, yeah. the shoes are brilliant. But the hoodies are just amazing. So thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Big love. Um, and before we go on, please do keep your comments coming. If you're on YouTube, uh, if you're on Facebook, there should be a link in there which you can click on. If you do that, we can actually see your name when you uh, when you comment, which is super helpful so we know who we're talking to. Um, and we will get to questions and, and comments and stuff in a bit. But how are we doing? Uh, I feel like the team's falling apart a bit. Oh, go on, Chris. You've got your hand up already three minutes in. No, I want to play a game. All right, come on then. Let's and, have you on. And, and I, I think, hey, but I want to check Hayden's all right first. Hayden, are you okay? <laughs> Depends what the game is. What do you, what do you mean? It's a good game. Been... It is a good game. You'll you'll like it. Yeah, I've Honestly, heard you all. It's nothing to do with you being a part-time stripper, sing an old singer from a boy band, and being like 72 years old. It's got nothing to do with that. It's so really why, actually why are you checking in with me first. <laughs> why not the other guys? Oh, well, it's actually aimed at Speako, really. Right. At, Let's this play. is, Let's this play. is a game for Speako. But it's for all of us. So, are you ready to start? Now, guys, I've been, right, anybody who's watching or listening to this, I have not told them what they've got to do. Seriously, straight up. Guys, tell them. I, I came on this at, like, 59 and I said I've got a game. Be fair? Yeah. Fair. Yeah. And we're all a bit right, now. Okay, so if, if you're at home or if you're running, stop your run and do this. By the way, I think you need a Garmin watch. So, guys, all go to... You're on your watch. Go to that thing that says like your VO2 max. He said, I've got superior on it because I'm superior, as you'd expect. You got it? And it, you want it? And then click on it. And it should come up with like your VO2 max. You on that? Everybody doing it at home? I've got no idea where it is. So, you're, you're going straight already. Just scroll down. When it, you know your screen where it's got like weather and sunrise and all that sort of stuff. And then you go, you see one, it says it's got like a little purple dude and it tells you what your last run was and it tells you what your VO2 max is. You got that? No. Then click on that and it will tell you what your VO2 max is. Okay, that's not what I'm interested in. I don't have that. Scroll My watch is now different. Right, so all I'm interested in is I want you to go to your race predictor. You got that? Do you know how to find that? Admin, have you got your race predictor? No. Get it? I found it. Come on. I'm I'm out of the game already. Well, do you you need to go and get it? Hayden, you got your race picture on? I think so, yeah. Right, well, you either have it. Right, so (laughs) currently, currently, right, Tobes will be accurate because he's got his tripod. Um, My 5K prediction is 21.22. My half prediction is 142.49. My 10K is 45.32. My marathon's 344.37. 
So, Hayden, what's your current marathon prediction? Because you've got a marathon coming up. Yeah, it's it's got to be wrong. It is saying what three is hours, three hours and seven minutes. That's about okay. right. Okay, so if you no. so okay, so you're three oh seven, yeah, yeah. Okay, Toe, I know you've not got one for a while till Manchester, but what's your, uh, what's three thirty nine. Three thirty nine. Admin, have you found it? No, I told you I haven't got a Garmin on. You're absolutely useless. So my saying three forty four thirty seven. So this is now the game. The challenge is if you don't beat one of the if you don't beat your time on your oh, race predictor from this episode, when you do a marathon next, you've got to come on here and sing a song. So for the record, admin, what was Hayden's again? Three oh seven. No, 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 you, yeah. it's 357. No, no, you said 307. No, I have 307. Speak out. What's yours? 339. 339. And mine for, is 344.37. 37, right. Right. Okay. Now, I'm not running one until uh, London because I'm not doing Manchester anymore. So it's 334. 30. So I've got to run quicker than that in London. Simon, bit of a heads up. Ben, bit of a heads up. Um, how are you doing? When have you got a marathon next? Next Sunday. Oh, okay. So, a lot of pressure on you. Spigo, just again, just to just to clarify, it's Manchester, isn't it? You, the next one. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> Manchester, and you've got to beat what? Um, four thirty-nine. Three. Okay, right. So there you go, guys. You heard it all here first. That's what's going to happen. Now we wanted to know admin's time, but um, because I wanted a half time actually, because um, I know she's got half coming up. But let me know. So let us know if you want to join the challenge as well, and you all got to beat your time that's on your Garmin, which sometimes for some people is very unrealistic, and others is very true. I think that's about right for me at the moment. Now I've not done because where I was sick, I've not done any races this year, so I think this is actually a little bit out. Uh, we'll see if that changes. Next week. I mean, these things are wildly inaccurate in general, but I just think it'd be a fun game. So, Hayden, I know you were singing the other week in, in Lanzarote and whatnot. So, it's going to be awesome listening to you sing. Um, and <laughs> no confidence, When you get to that marathon, Toby, son, um, we will just have to wait and see in Manchester when you come and sing that song. Okay, right. So, I mean, that was my game. I All think right. it's a good game. Be fair, guys. It's a good game. Yeah, it was better than I thought. No, they don't like also, it. I don't well, think it's that inaccurate because if we remember Toby in Amsterdam, it was pretty mm. spot on. So that wasn't Garmin, yeah, but he's, that was a stripe. It's based on Stripod. What's your Stripod saying then, Toby? I think it's lower. <laughs> oh, which one's yeah. based on? Which I think is surprising because I think Garmin's normally rather um, optimistic. Mm. Uh, Stripod reckons. Three oh six. Three oh six. Stripod reckons three thirty one. Three thirty one. Stripod says what? Three Adjust it, admin. Adjust it. Three thirty one. So you taking Garmin or Stripod? I'll give you either. I don't oh, mind. Garmin. <laughs> okay, he's taking Garmin. Give him Garmin. I don't mind. I don't mind giving him Garmin. I just Hayden. What song are you going to sing? <laughs> <laughs> I better start practicing because there ain't a hope in hell of me running 307 next weekend. <laughs> You've got a long time on that flight to practice there and back. Yeah. Um, yeah. Right. Anyway, let's move Sorry. on. Um, should we take half first? Yeah, no, 
Don't get me started on that big half. Well, I have now. I'm, I'm really annoyed about the big half. Hayden, firstly, yeah. are you doing the big half? Not yet, no. Not Abby? yet. Me, absolutely not. Speak up. I might do. What? What? No, not really. Not at the moment. I don't know if Hayden does it, I might do it. I just it oh. just depends where it falls. Usually it falls at quite a good time and I'm just about ready for a half. But no, if you're talking about the course and the cost and that, no, don't want to do it. But if it's the, if it's if it's there, it's up for the taking, maybe. Well, where are you going with this, Admin? Well, I'm going with it. It's a shocking course and it's fifty six pounds, which has gone up wow. like massively over the last few years that's where i'm going with it which is it is the cost has risen so much and they used to do i think if you lived in like within the areas greenwich and a couple of others you'd get a slightly cheaper rate um and they are only giving a couple of quid off i think if you're part of a running couple or an affiliated runner but 56 pound for that course is shocking right the only good thing about that course is the rolling start which i think most half marathons and races should adapt, adopt, right? Other than that, I cannot believe how much they're charging people to run that course. I think it's mm. criminal, no. to be perfectly honest. I think you're leaving out one yeah. big thing, to be fair. And there is, and it's the only thing for me that the big half has got is, apart from London Marathon, it's the only race you're going to get to cross Tower Bridge. That is a, okay. That's a big draw. That's a big draw for people. It is. I, and I get that, right? Because it is, there is... There's something phenomenal, right, about running across Tower Bridge and it's closed. And there is, especially if you're, well, London is like the best city in the world, right? So that is brilliant. But for that price, do we really think 56 quid is worth it for that? Sorry, I'm having technical, I'm having technical problems. I can't, I've just had to speak, I checked with speaker. That's how bad it's got. I I (laughs) couldn't hear, I couldn't hear something. I don't know whether it's my dodgy internet or Spigo set me up after I've just stitched him up. So, right, am I all all right? Well, you, we can hear you, so no, it's a bit annoying, really. <laughs> yeah, but is everyone breaking up or is the sound okay? <laughs> no, we're we all fine. Yeah. Fine. It must be me then. Oh, it's the internet. We've not paid the internet bill. I better get back out working. Right, so. Anyway, right. Uh, big so off. 56 quid to run over Tower Bridge. Do you think it's worth it? Absolutely not. Now, we know, right, London Marathon events are big fans of this podcast, okay? We've actually told them that we will not take their 250 grand to sponsor one episode. We just, we, no, I haven't said that. Um, no, right, so uh, firstly, I think 56 quid is an absolute Mickey take. In fairness to London Marathon events, Hackney Half is the same sort of money. Yeah. And all the other big uh, half marathons are now going north of 50 quid into 60 quid territory. So, I don't want to single them out as being overly bad and overly um, naughty in terms of their pricing because they've all done it in fairness to them. Um, I do think 56 quid is daylight robbery. I do think the biggest Mickey take out of the whole thing actually is the fact that they've raised the cost for the uh, London boroughs, which is meant to support bringing those communities together where they were offering it at a discount to get a heavy discount to get people within those boroughs active and running and to then put the price up quite steeply on those, I think is absolutely outrageous. I think if they could justify putting our price up, but they say, right, we're going to give, you know, 500 places to, you know, uh, people who maybe can't afford necessarily to do a run or whatever, we're going to give them spaces for free. 
or we're going to do something awesome with with it, then I would have I wouldn't have as much of a problem with it to be fair. Um, or they were going to go, you know what? We're going to have a kids race, and we're going to get five hundred kids from all the local schools, and they're going to run. You know, like Vitality do that sort of thing. I I wouldn't necessarily have so much of a problem, but I do think it's an absolute Mickey take for fifty six quid. I don't like the course anyway. I think it's well publicised. I don't like the course. I think you you go into that tunnel, you're sitting there for two miles, you lose all reception to GPS, you come out in the Canary Wharf, and you come back. You then run over some cobbles, try not to get injured, run over Tower uh, Tower Bridge. There's not many people on it. Then you end up in Christ knows where, and you finish at Cutty Sark. It's an absolute what's it fight to get home. You walk two and a thousand whatever it is, steps to get a T-shirt that you don't really need and probably doesn't fit you, Toby. You get your medal eventually, and they won't let you out, and then you've got to schlep it all the way back to wherever you've got to go. It's just it's just pointless. I think they need to absolutely change it up. Um, it'd be awesome if, if we'd done like a route where we finished maybe back in central London. I think that would be easier for people. Talk about sustainability, like getting all the bags over to Cutty Sark makes no sense to me. Um <laughs> So I'm uh, going to volunteer. I think I would absolutely love to volunteer. Uh, one of the amazing things about 40 Runs and the 40 Runs Club is that we have these amazing people who volunteer. So I'm going to volunteer uh, as long as it's not at the finish line because uh, I've got to get out of Greenwich. But no, I, I, hope, I hope to be able to volunteer. Um, and if you look have, are like me of the opinion you don't want to race it, um, then why not join our volunteer teams? Yeah. That's me. There's a lot of messages coming in, actually, like comments around the fact that uh, Great North Run is 64 quid, uh, Royal Parks is 63 quid. And I guess the difference is those ones are that price, but you've also got to go through the ballot. So the big half is no ballot, is it? You just sign up and it's first come, first serve, which I guess does give people a big option to run in London at a similar, if not slightly cheaper price. than yeah. that. So from that point of view, I, I'll give them that. Yeah. Yeah, it's that's what I said. It's in line. We can't we can't lay in them too much about the cost because they're all doing it. You know, you can we're all getting our pants pulled down by Limelight and and London Marathon events and you know whoever human race because they're all charging the wrong price because they can get away with it. But I, I say my biggest problem with the big half is the increase on on the you know on that local borough and that local community that they were trying to support and get out running, which is the whole point of it. They put the price up for them and I, I don't see how they're in how they're increasing engagement within that community and bringing those people out and getting the kids but again maybe I'm absolutely wrong on that and I'm happy for London Marathon events to correct me and say look this is actually what we're doing with this money you know it's not all just profit uh we're giving this back to those communities and that's fair enough and, I, and I'll respect that so that's why I'm I'm holding a little bit off in terms of the actual race itself is pony uh, but that's just I know people who like it so it's it's, it's up to everybody isn't it but yeah. The, the cobbles are a disaster. The tunnels are a disaster. The course is a disaster. The support is a disaster. <laughs> where you finish is a disaster. And yeah, and, and the 18 said... hour schlep to get your t shirt is also a disaster. You Sorry, mentioned you all that, though. You've you got to remember, the majority of that, not that I'm sticking up for it, because for me, it's an average race. I don't hate it. I don't love it. But the majority of the course is part of London Marathon, which I think is quite yeah. respectful. And between all of us, everyone loves. Yeah. So, sort of like, Look at it just in the course terms. It's a little bit tough. I think if you can have some criticism with regards to the marshalling or the way the bag drop is or the way the finish is with the walk to the T-shirts, totally on board with that and I totally get that. I think it's a little bit harsh to criticise a race when it comes to just the actual course because, as you said, it's just horses for courses. Some people will like that course. Some people feel really special yeah. being that part of London. It's 
Yeah. You know, Royal Park for me, it's a glorified park run and it's more money yeah. and it's a wooden medal. Mm. I, for yeah. me, I take big half yeah, exactly. every day of the Royal Parks. Yeah. It's true. Yeah, no, it's, it's fair. It's, I, I make you right, brother. It's a, it's a fair comment. And as I said, it's, it's, I think it's all opinion. I think it just it starts off a bit of a disaster because you have two miles in a, in a tunnel, yeah. uh, the big half that that is just it's just relentless in that tunnel. But yeah, I listen. I've I've raced the big half. I think every year except for maybe once when I was injured. And so you know, I, I go there and always have a good time. It's just. Um, yeah, I just think there's better to do. And, you know, it could be – it's in September. There's probably some good local events um, that you might want to pick up that may be cheaper. I think that's a, a thing to – could be a theme this year that people try and do, like, local events. to. Yeah. But, again, I get it. You know, people want to sign up for something, a big race in the capital. The big half is an opportunity because it's not a ballot. But, again, I'm just disappointed more with London Marathon events that they put the price up for those local residents. But let's see. They They – they may be investing all that money back into those communities and fair play to them. So, yeah. you know, it is what it is. I reckon, I reckon we move on because I've probably got myself into another Can I just say about London Marathon events before we do move on? Yes. Yeah. Not so much criticism. Mm. Have you seen the email that went out today to people doing London Marathon? Well, you guys are doing it. You must have got the email yourself. But they're basically not persuading you, but they're asking you if you want to give up your medal and your teacher and they'll plant a tree for you. Yeah, I, I saw that. Didn't there was another race that was saying about uh, a give up T-shirt for a tree or something? What We're talking that? about a major, world major, London. Oh, maybe there is people out mm. there. For me, giving up a world major marathon medal to plant a tree. That <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. The, the T-shirt, the T-shirt, I I can live without. I'll be honest. The T-shirt, I can live without. I ain't too bothered about that. Uh, if if they're gonna say to me, you know what, Fordy. Look, don't get me wrong here, because I love my London Marathon finisher T-shirts, right? Absolutely love them, okay? Uh, they're the only ones I actually keep, really, them and the Great North Run ones, even though last year's Great North Run was a bit sloppy. Um, <laughs> but they're the only ones I really keep. But that said, if they said to me, you know what, Falding, we're not going to do T-shirts, uh, and we are going <clears> to <throat> chuck a load of money at this charity or that charity, or we're going to do this and we're going to do that with that money that we would usually do. Fair play, you know what I mean. I, I would, I, I would suck that, but you can't take my medal away from me. No, there's absolutely no. Is, are you sure that the email said the medal as well? Hundred percent, hundred percent, medal That's and the t-shirt. But hold on, no, I, I wait, think, wait, wait, wait. They're not taking no. them away. Let's just no. be on, on their defence. They're asking. So I'm with you. Would I give up my London Marathon medal? Absolutely not. I only had a heart attack the other week when I thought I'd lost it and. It went into like my house down, went into meltdown because I was like, what have I done with it? Um, so I wouldn't give it up. But what they're doing is asking people because you get a load of people going, you're producing all this stuff, blah, blah, blah. We don't want a T-shirt. I don't want a medal. I don't want this. And there are people, you have to think, that have run London Marathon multiple times. They're getting in either good for age, elites, all of that kind of stuff that may not want them. So if those people don't want them, I'm not saying we should, but they are giving people an option, which... yeah. Yeah, no, to to counter Hayden's aggressive tone, I would <laughs> I would say <laughs> I would say no, you are you are right, Abby, because you're giving people an option, which I think is, is fair to do, because some people simply don't care for the medals, they simply don't care for the t-shirts. Fair play to them, right? Yeah. Um, I, I get that, I, I I get that. To give people a choice, fair enough. Personally, I'd rather say we'll give your. 30 quid or whatever you know or whatever the t-shirt cost is 
uh, we'll give that to our charity of the year. And yeah. then I, and I would probably tick that. I'd probably tick that box. Uh, obviously, I'd want my medal, but I'd probably tick that box. You know, whatever it was, you know, heads together a few years ago or something like that that, that gets the money, the charity because they nominate one big charity of the year. I think where they support still. I don't know if they still do that, but um, yeah, I'd, I'd rather give that money to them. Um, but have again, I like the idea of the option. We've always said, it, haven't we, about races and stuff that you do the sort of Ryanair thing where you sort of build your build, build your just what you want on it. Do you want yeah? Do you want the plane to crash? Do you want to get there in one piece? <laughs> do you want a seat? Do you want to use the toilet? And you you sort of build up your um your resume. I've just got to say, <clears throat> don't worry, Tobe, I won't use the buttons. Uh, Mark Hurdy Gurdy runs. I like the finishing credits. The support is amazing. I've, yeah, I actually, in fairness to a caveat and i'm gonna go with pot kel the finish at the big half that little bit in greenwich you know as you turn the corner to go down the finish that is good right that is good if it mark you're bang on right the rest of it's terrible but that you know eight not even 800 meters 200 meters 400 meters wherever it is is really really good but i'm not sure i could you know stomach another go at it just for that section because uh, in fairness to Hackney, which is, again, absolutely the wrong price, and apologies to everybody who's listening to this to Peru, Philippines, the US, where we're climbing up the charts and all that. You, you ain't got no clue what we're talking about. Um, it's one of the biggest uh, or bigger half marathons in London. But in fairness to Hackney, the uh, atmosphere is fantastic. And it was rocking last year. Um, and you do get that... Uh, sort of big race feel because of the because of the, the buzz around Hackney and around the environment uh, and everything that's going on there, the party atmosphere. I don't know what it'd be like this year because I think it's changed. Uh, I know Nike ain't sponsoring, Hoka are sponsoring. So whether the vibe changes, I've got no idea. Um, but yeah, so uh, yeah, I just, yeah, I, the finish is good, but yeah. Oh, hang on. What's this? A shout out please for Natasha Hallam. She's finally back from flying the 40 flag. She's coming on the show. Hero, um, our own. Judith Chalmers, some of you probably be a bit young for that. Hayden's not Hayden. I think actually dated her at one point. Um, <laughs> Natasha Hallam, she's been she's been out flying the flag across Asia. She's our Asia representative. She's an absolute legend, and hopefully we'll get her on the podcast. And some, oh, that's a good question. Right, we'll spin round. That's a good question, Michael. Again, Tobe, I'm not going to put it up on the screen. Don't want to get told off again. Uh, top three half marathons. Admin, go. Oh, landmarks. I'm yeah. trying to think the others now. Go to somebody else. Landmarks is my top one. Gone. Useless. Speed uh, going. Great North. No, not you. You've got to wait, Hayden. Has to be Great North, I reckon, at the top. Great Great North. Yeah. yeah. Top South three, Toe, was the question. I do like South End. South End. I don't really remember most of yeah. those. Well, even though you got out. broken last year. So I was just pointing out all the bumps and saying, please don't trip over. Okay. Um, uh, and, and Landmarks is a good one. Okay. Right. Finally to Hayden. Definitely up the top. Great North, number one. Brighton, number two. For Brighton Half is brilliant. And Definitely. my local one, because it's local and it's a brilliant one, Kingston Half. Nice. Oh, fair play. Um, isn't Brighton Half this weekend? We've got Big 40 contingent yeah. down there. Yeah, yeah. Sunday. Right. So Caroline and Andrew down, down there. Okay, brilliant. So uh, if you're on the group, get over, see the event page and check that. Right. Add me back to you. You've got two more choices. I actually enjoyed Hackney last year, if I'm honest. I thought the atmosphere was yeah. amazing. Coursey stuff. Uh, South End was a good day, wasn't it? I'm trying to think of the other yeah. ones. But yeah, I haven't done Great North yet, so I think it will change after September. That'll blow your mind. Yeah. So. That'll blow your mind. I'm going Great North Run, 
I'm going South End and I'm going Landmarks, London Landmarks Half Marathon. Yeah. Um, they're, they're my three. South End, because I'm South End boy, great charity, all the locals down there, but also we get a good 40 contingent. Landmarks is just great, great fun. Love it. It's twisty, it's turny, but it's just a great, great buzz. It's always in April for London Marathon. It's awesome. Great North Run. It's just the best half marathon you can ever do in the world. So there you go. Right. So um, what's next, Admin? Well, I was going to check in with you lot before we get into fueling, right? So firstly, because obviously Hayden is going flying the flag in Tokyo next weekend. Uh, how are you feeling? Because before we came on air, you were popping Nurofen. We were like, what's going on? <laughs> it doesn't go well when you get flying halfway across the world. So, no, I don't know. Maybe it's just a bit of paranoia. I've had it a couple of times. Just got this little pain in the bottom of my foot. So I'm going to duck out of my long run tomorrow, I think. Have a rest day. Maybe put it off till Sunday, see how I feel. But no, all in all, this I've always said to you, this isn't my main goal. My main goal is in another six or seven weeks' time. So... This is in. I'm not having that. I'm not having that. I'm I'm not having. I'm sorry, Abby. I know I get told off talking over him, but I'm not having that. I'm sorry. When you bust that twenty miles at like eight oh seven pace, I'm sorry. I'm not having it that he's not going for it. There was target pace in there. That's why, and it was. I stopped at a park run. That that was just. That was a long run. That, but that is the sort of run that I would like to do at Tokyo. Maybe a bit slower. Take the fourth to gas a little bit. Um, but at the moment, I'm getting <laughs> at the moment, I'm getting to that anxious point where it's really bad. But I'm thinking to myself now, I'm always can't wait for it to be over. To be honest, so, the anxiety of going out there on a Wednesday, the jet lag, um, going to the expo, we're doing some touring there, the marathon coming home the next day doesn't seem that pleasurable at the moment, if I'm honest. Whereas all my other races I've been excited for, this one. I'm not, but I'm hoping that will change. I am um, just before Chris jumps in. I just want to say, if your race predictor is three oh seven and it's not oh, your yeah. race, I can't wait to see what it says for Boston or New York <laughs> later in the year or, or whatever else. Three oh seven and it's not your A race. This is brilliant. No, no, it's broken. I'm going to send it back to Garmin tomorrow. It's broken. I've realised that tonight. So we'll see what happens. The new one. He's so good. He's talking about pressure. Feeling it, and then and then I go two footed into the front of this podcast, making he's got to run three oh six, or he's got to sing a song. Brilliant! I've just added Stupid to game. it. Stupid game. Um, I might come to the airport, give you one of my world famous leg massages. No. Oh no, I've heard about these. They end up going. This is when Simon <laughs> had a lay down, didn't he? Five minutes from the end of a marathon because of your leg massage. It don't I sound really good. Loved it. I could fourteen hours if you pay for my seat, but it's got to be one a. I could sit there and massage your legs for 14 hours. Well, actually, oh, I'm interested, Hayden. Yeah. Oh, go on, go on first. Yeah, go I was on. just going to ask him on, on the plane, out of interest, what does a runner wear on a plane? <laughs> I will probably wear, to be fair, I'll wear my jeans. I'll just wear my jeans and a t shirt all the time. I'm hoping to get some sleep, so it won't really matter what I wear. I'll be comfortable. So I'll be 14, 14 hours on a plane. You'd wear jeans. I'm going to watch Avatar, the new one, three times. And I might be done. <laughs> that's the plan. Okay. So that's that's what a runner wears on a plane, is it? They're not supposed to. It depends. Why? Do you know any other runners? What do they wear? You can ask I don't know. I'm just, it's the question. I, I, I'm just concerned. It's a long way to go. I'm just concerned for all you jean wearers what you would be wearing on the plane for 14 hours because you've got to look <laughs> after can, your legs, especially your age. I can tell you now I won't be wearing jeans on the way to Chicago. That is mental. 14 hours in jeans on a flight. 
Um, How about a nine? Talking about massages, Toby. Toby, I'm just I don't see Monica. I thought I was all right, and then I'll, I'll, I'll go in there, lay on, lay on the bed, and she goes, Oh, you're feeling a bit tight. <laughs> I was like, Thanks. So that was it. I don't know. She did some whatever she does, and we'll see. She sent you away to what, really for your long run this weekend. Yeah, but I've got a bit of a sore throat as well, so I might give that a miss. Oh no! Oh yeah. no! My turn is a down week. Could be a down week. Could be a down week. Oh dear! Oh, So Monica, Monica was good, was it? Yeah. When is it not? This is so bad. If you right, listen back like, to this convo, it's so you, bad. We've got to move on. Yeah, we are moving on, right? Because we're over halfway and we haven't even started talking about fueling. So tonight we're meant to be talking about uh, fueling for a marathon, but this can apply to half, 10Ks, 5Ks, whatever your kind of your goal is, I guess. Um, and so I guess what we want to talk about is the importance of fueling, why we fuel. And I think it'll probably be interesting to hear what we fuel on. So pre-race. Uh, during the race and after so um, and please do leave comments if there's particular stuff that you take timings all of that kind of stuff we're interested to hear hear what you do so I guess to kick it off is we fuel and I am let's just be very clear none of us are nutritionists or scientists um Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. Like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash people today. Chris is part qualified doctor, but the rest of us are, are just everyday runners. Um, but if you are doing endurance running, you are going to lose obviously carbs, uh, sugars, glucose, et cetera, that stuff's all going to wear away very, very quickly. So you need to fuel whilst you're out there to keep that going because otherwise uh, salts as well is a big one, right? Magnesium, all of that kind of stuff, which is what a lot of these uh, specific race fuels or running fuels have. So whether it be the hydration mixes, whether it be gels, whether it be certain solids. Is that fair, do we think, from a... Yeah, I won't listen to any of it. Um, But... It all sounded like I heard some of the right words. But anyway, listen, so this is just to give viewers an insight, right? We come up with these topics, and it's usually, right, based about the stuff that's going on in our heads or we're discussing, right? And it's genuine. So this is why I think, and thank you again, you know, why, you know, we were number one, all that sort of stuff, whatever, right? But it's because we're genuine and we are actually talking about things that you're talking about as well. 
Now, a lot of the subjects and topics have come up because we're talking about them. So this conversation started at the start of the week. I don't know whether you follow me on Instagram, uh, 40 underscore runs. Um, I saw Benny's running was packing for Japan. I know a lot of people are, are, are flying out to Japan at the moment, right? And they're all getting packed up and packing stuff for flying out to Japan. Um, and within that, he was putting gels in his case. Um <laughs> He was putting <laughs> gels in his cake. Shut up, Aiden. And one of the gels he was putting in was these. I'm not taking a mickey. Was the precision gels, right? And I thought to myself, one as always when I watch Ben on on Instagram because I'm like just a super fan. I was like, what is this precision hydration fuel stuff? Because everybody like uses Morton and because they're all heroes and you know they're influencers and they've got like loads of money, right? So that's great with Morton. But there, you do have to remortgage to buy. So I was wondering, what is this precision thing? Obviously, Ben was probably sent them. Fair play to him. Like I get sent stuff, right? And then so I went on their, I went on their uh, website, and it came up with this predictor thing. So you have go on there. It's called Precision Hydration or something's called. And I went on their website thing, and it told me that it told me the following, right? So I, I screenshotted this because I, I when I when I read it, I thought that's a bit strong. So apparently. According to this precision thing, now I put in that I was going for 345. Um, obviously, that I'm super slim, handsome, and the rest of it. Uh, they didn't ask me for that, but I thought I'd add that in. Uh, and it said to me, because it was be a hard effort, a PF gel, 30 gel, delivers 30 grams of carbohydrate. So we'd suggest two to three gels per hour. Two to three gels per hour. Because it reckoned they think I need 60 to 90 grams of carbs for per hour so two to three gels now obviously they their gels are, tw- are 30 grams of carbohydrate in the kendall gels that i use they've got 27 grams of carbohydrate so as soon as i read that i thought i'm i'm under fueling massively under fueling so straight away went on to uh jack at uh kendall i said you know friend of the show i said listen mate this is what these precision dudes are telling me I'm a big fan of Kendall and Mint Company, right? I use all their products and they're not paying me whatever. I just, I like to use their stuff, right? And he said 60 grams of carbs is right. 90 is certainly on the high end. On average, your body can only absorb an additional 60 gram of carbs per hour. That's on top of the stored energy you already have as glycogen, right? He then goes on to say, the idea, the idea here is to keep you more readily available energy stores topped up to the max. So that you aren't having to break down glycogen, more difficult and less efficient. Okay, so and then he goes, finishes and says, basically, Fordy, one of our gels topped up with the ISO mixed drink will get you to about that sixty grams. So it's like you know a bit of bit of both. Yeah. But so he's saying sixty grams for me is probably more about right. So that would be two of their gels, these precision gels, an hour. But they they don't include within that the the fluid like hydration so like the electrolytes or like if you're doing london marathon or i don't know that tokyo marathon they will have stuff out on course right so the glucosate sport has got you know carbs in it and you can take that on and that will top you up to a degree but 60 grams is quite a lot so i was i was chatting aside about this because speaker will come on to him he's got a slightly different strategy to us so this weekend we're actually going to change our strategy up so usually right this is me and we'll then we'll spin around the room um i previously before 
would take them basically every five miles. So, okay, I, I would feel sorry pre-run. So I would have bowl of porridge, whatever, a cup of coffee, a couple of hours beforehand. I would have then, you know, over the couple of days before, I would have had a more carby-based diet than I normally would. Um, and then I would then fuel roughly every five miles. So 5, 10, 15, 20. I probably wouldn't have one at 25 because after 20 miles, I'm just hanging on for dear life. But I will be taking on electrolyte drinks. I may actually take on something like whatever's on the course or, you know, whatever. So um, I was thinking, do I need to change it up? So I'm going to try this weekend and I'm going to do it every four miles. So four, eight, 12, 16, 20. So effectively, I'm putting one extra gel into play. I'm still going to have my electrolyte drink uh, on me. I have two of those little bottles on the front with uh, Kendall drinking. And it might not be interesting, people, but next week, or no, not next week, we're racing, but the week after, I'm switching it out to LucasAid Sport because that's what's on course. So I'll make that change over to I'm using what's on the course. Um, but that's that's where I'm at. So I still don't know whether I'm fueling enough based on this. And, I, and I'm going to find out this weekend. So that's me. That's a little bit of the behind the story. Now let's check with, um, actually, let's go Spigo first, because Spigo, you do something a little bit differently to, to me inside, didn't you? Yeah. So I, fair enough, I used to do what you're going to try. Um, so originally I used to do about every, I used to take the first one at six miles and then do every four. Um, that's it. And I just felt it wasn't quite, I was saying it was just giving me a bit too long. Um, so it was, it was Amsterdam where I changed it up. Um, where I then did the first one at five and then the second, you know, and then after that, about every three and a half miles. Um, and also I changed the technique, technique that I learned from Benny's running, um, is not just down it. So I will take it over about the next kilometer. So actually that will extend it out to effectively I'll start at about three and a half and finish about four. And then I'll process again. I've got sorry, I'm just gonna that again, that was so I'm using some of that. The reason I've jumped in before Hayden, sorry Hayden, was to say I watched um Ben Park's video the other day. He was doing Valencia Marathon, oh. right? He blew up, he did not finish, whatever, right? But what I actually took from that was the fact of uh, his his fueling. He was using different gels. He had a caffeinated one. He had like two Morton ones. He was saying he was having a Morton drink down to the start. He then was going to take a sporting science one on the line. But it was the fact of he was he was using so many different sorts of gels. He didn't really care. Obviously, he must have a stomach that can tolerate it. And he was using different gels for different things. So I think he had a couple of Morton ones. And then he was going caffeinated and that sort of stuff. But he did take one on the start line and he'd had that Morton drink, which again, is not cheap, right, on, on the way to the start. So he was like proper, proper loading up. All right. He had a bad race. Happens to us all, right? Um, and that's you know probably not down to the fueling. But it was different. It was interesting. Watch the video. It wasn't the Valencia. I don't think he's even put a Valencia video out. But it was the one pre he was talking about the stuff that he was saying. Sorry, Hayden. I did, I did cut him before. For what you so what what do you do in terms of fueling? So I've always, from when I started researching this and looking at it, when I first started thinking about marathon training, it's basically like what you said. I think the, the sort of rule of thumb is one gram uh, per minute. So yeah, as you said, sixty grams per hour. So yeah, I'd look around at gels and see what they could be. But as you said, that would work. I use the SIS gels, 
I'm pretty sure they're about 24 grams. So mine would be a minimum of two of them per hour. And for me, that just, that's, that's just too much. They're too, they're too sickly. But my issue is I've stuck with them from the start and I feel I've been quite successful with my runs. So I'm into that state now where I'm really nervous to change and I won't change because they've done me good. So what I try to do is that carb loading before a race for me is key and more important than anything. If I can start that race with my reserves absolutely full and I'll take my first gel after about 40 minutes. And then if I go, I go usually about every 40 minutes after that, 45 minutes. And I'm hoping, I'm thinking that I'm not actually going to dip into my glycogen reserves. So I try and stay keeping them topped up. Um, obviously, that, obviously, you don't know if you're going to go into those or not. The only time you actually really do know is when you start feeling wobbly and you start going all over the place and you start mm. bonking. And this is the problem. This is the thing that you have to avoid. And the more fuel you can take on board, the better. Um, with regard to mixing it up, I know I know quite a few people that would take sort of an isotonic gel up until about the first couple of hours. And then they move on. SIS do it, actually. They do an isotonic gel plus caffeine. So the back couple of gels, do a couple of caffeine bits as well. But again, all of this comes down to it has to be something you practice, something that you're used to. Because yeah. I'm, so I've taken a caffeine. I took a caffeine block on a half marathon once about mile 10. I felt dreadful for it, like really bad. Not, I'm not a big coffee drinker or anything, so it just didn't react well with me. And from that day, I've always been like, I'm not touching them. But then when you speak to people for advice, they're always saying to me, have you tried the caffeine block? Have you tried this? Have you tried the SAS with the caffeine? It just, just makes me nervous. For me, it's just tried and tested. My, my way works at the moment. I'm quite happy with my running, how it's gone. So I just, old school, I just, I just stick to it. And that is carb load as much as I can. And I'll take an SIS gel, which has got about 24 grams of carbs in it every about 40 minutes. And I usually, if I'm going to put a good shift in and run a decent marathon, then it it's probably end up being four stroke five of them. That usually gets me around. Yeah. Okay. Two things. Um, firstly, I think obviously the other thing you've not spoken about, Hayden, is the fact that gels work for you because you don't have to put your teeth in. Uh, the other thing is that somebody told, somebody told me... Somebody told me to, to to front load, always front load your 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 intake. So you 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 as you say, you're always getting ahead of it. But to to take, not to go mad, right, and and to go overkill. But if you're gonna you know put it into play, it was always to put more more into the front part of the race. Um, you still need to, you still need it at late stages, but it it was you know to make sure that you you are taking on enough and a little bit more in the in the front part of the race um, but there is a limit there's a limit yeah. how much you can actually absorb and yeah. take in so well that's what he no said didn't he yeah yeah exactly once you yeah, go past that, it was, uh on average your body can only absorb an additional 60 grams of carbs per hour so you don't want to go but 60 grams of carbs per hour uh is like Two, I'm pointing because I've got a box there. Two Kendall, like for example, two Kendall gels, or like you said, sports and science gels, or whatever. They're all roughly between 25 and 30 grams of carbs um, on average. So to take two of them is quite a lot in an hour, I would say. But don't forget, you are topping it up with, or you should be topping it up with some form of isotonic drink or whatever's on course, or or whether you're self sufficient, right? But yeah, the key, the key that I wanted to talk about, apart from your teeth, was uh, that somebody told me was a tip to, to front load it up to make sure that, you know, you, you 
don't neglect it. And if you're gonna if you're gonna put it in early, then put it in early at the front. So you clear that halfway stage and you're well fueled up. So that there's less chance of that bonking or hitting the wall. What about you, Admin? My fueling is I'm still learning, I think is it's fair to say. So I've done two marathons. So I don't have the experience that some of you guys have in terms of having done multiple like more than that in terms of marathons and those long training runs and I think I actually think I've gone from overfueling. so I think at London I overfueled. I've said this before I took way too much water on course because it was there and I just thought I had to but also I think I was so worried about not getting enough not taking enough gels because I'm not a three-hour marathon runner I think I ran just over five at London right so I think I took too many a good time mate yeah yeah no it's not about that but I'm just the it's just the breadth isn't it the difference in running three hours of time on your feet and how many you may need versus five hours or people that are running six seven eight hours etc um but I now go kind of 45 minutes in so about for me that's about four and a half miles um four miles four and a half miles I'll take a gel and then I go for a marathon I think in Edinburgh I went every roughly every half an hour after that um but I'm quite I'm quite petite so quite tall but I'm quite petite and I feel like I need I need more because I lose it really quickly. Um, and it worked. What but are you using? Which ones are you using? Uh, I'm using Morton at the moment. I've tried quite a few, though. Um, I've tried the SIS ones. Didn't get on with them at all. Um, I've tried Buzz Power. I think someone just commented about them as well, actually, saying that they're diabetic and they've used those because it's it's honey, basically, um, which they're all right. Um, and they worked for a bit, but then I started getting some stitches. So... I've changed from those and I found Morton seems to work for me and um, they don't have any flavour to them. They just taste sweet, which seems to do the trick because if I'm then mixing it with isotonic, I'm not getting flavour on flavour, which I think for me is just way too much. So, um, and I know look, yeah, Morton's of- expensive, but it's what works. Yeah, exactly. Right. If it's, it's, again, it's all personal preference. Yeah, and like all everything in, in, in whatever we do, it's all personal preference, especially I think in this department with fueling. This is why we weren't ever going to come on today and say, this is what you've got to do to, to, to make. Because as you just said, we're still, I'm still learning. Uh, Hayden's still learning. So I'm still learning. Like, you know, tomorrow I'm going out and, and practicing my a slight change in my fueling. And I'm, and I'm still, still, you know, yeah, I'm going to be doing my fifth London marathon in April. So what? What do I know? There's people mm-hmm. out there doing a hundred marathons, and they're probably still tweaking bits and bobs around it. It was just it just scared me this week when I when I did that. That oh Christ, I'm not. Am I not taking enough? Is that one of the reasons why I'm not performing? You know, on that day to the level that maybe I think I should be able to. Maybe that is an area that, of, of weakness. Uh, we we all ident- I think it's good to identify the weaknesses, and we know our weaknesses, like strength training and stuff like that. For me, and, and that slightly less strength in my mind and that mental aspect of it, the, you know, the demons. But I wonder if if my fueling's more on point, then will those demons less likely set in? And it's that sort of thing, isn't it? Because everything's working a little bit better because the brain's getting all the stuff that it needs to to send all the signals to everywhere else. So that's that's why I think it it cropped up. I'm in the middle of a training plan. I'm, I'm scrapping around now because um, it's that period of time. And it is the period of time, if you are in this marathon training plan, to be actually now playing around with your with your fueling because you probably go in that, you know, you're stretching out your long runs to like 12 to 16 miles. You're probably in somewhere within that region, I'm guessing, 
I know some of us have got marathons on the 5th of March. Um, some of us don't. But it's, you know, it's too late for you boys to do, um, or guys who, who maybe got that. But if anybody who's who's like sort of where I am in April, it's very, <laughs> he started laughing again. Look, he started laughing. You're putting me off tonight. You're, <laughs> you're, he's, even look, he's laughing. I'm trying to be serious. And you're making me laugh. Stop it's it. It's like the naughty school kids at the back of the class. You Chad, today. Chad, can I just say it's not me tonight? <laughs> it's always <laughs> you. I am. Um, I just want to say as well, I think um, for me, let's bring it back, is um, yeah, I've actually found that for me, what I eat before, so whether it be the few days before a long run or, or the night before, and my breakfast sets me up the right way. And I think actually for me that is as important, if not more important, I've learned than gels and taking them every 30 minutes, 45 minutes, every four miles, three miles, etc. Um, and I think we mm-hmm. sometimes neglect that knowing how much we may need to get us to that start line feeling good. And I think that takes yeah. a, a lot of experimentation in terms of timings, how much to eat, what to eat, what not to eat, what sets. Like we've spoken about this before, but Simon can eat anything and everything the night before, two minutes oh, before it makes sense. They, the Great North Front. Toad, what did you two animals have? I mean, Greg, because I don't really know what he had. He had a lot more than I did. He had like a, a bake. He had a full English sandwich, and then had like a, a sausage and bacon sandwich as well, and then ran comfortably one forty-five. It ain't normal. The, the boy's an animal. But you got to interest. What? Um, yeah. On the marathon, it only gets him to 25 and a half miles. Yeah, so whatever he's doing isn't quite right, really, is it? Yeah, they, they, yeah, whatever it is, he's doing. But out of interest, so, you know, if you was if you was travelling, what would you have for breakfast, Hayden? Like, So you're off you're off to Japan. I know a lot of people are going to Japan. But, you know, as, just use, use an example because um, you're here. So what are you going to have for breakfast in Japan? For, to well, fuel on, the mar- on, the mar- on the marathon yeah. day? Yeah. No, I've actually, when I said earlier, but I've got a few anxieties about Japan. I've got one. I'm, I'm not a good eater. I'm, I'm not the best eater at all. Don't do fish. No. I don't do rice. I, I'm, I'm going to Japan. So a lot of my anxieties are about the diet. Um, when it comes to marathons, for me, like Sabrina said earlier, carb loading that week before, the day before and stuff, I've, that's where I really go in. And I really think that's always helped me. Obviously, flying out to Tokyo – I'm not sure what actually I can really take with me, what I'll be allowed to take. And when I get there, although I have looked into a few things, that Tokyo is very, very much westernized. Well, I think you've been there, Chris. So you Oh, know. yeah. I, I, listen, I was there 10 years ago. It was it was yeah. like, you know what I mean? You get out of the train station, there's McDonald's. So, you know, oh, go in there and have a breakfast. Oh, there you go. There you go. I'll be sorry then. Yeah, I, well, I said that's, only, that's been one of my anxieties. But my ideal thing would be uh, on marathon day to have a couple of bagels. That would do me. A couple of bagels okay. and a bottle of water. And I'm ready, a cup of tea as well. And I'm ready to go. Are you going to try and take that out with you? Yeah. Oh, sorry, Admin. Then I was going to ask the same question, which is because bagels yeah. have a fairly long shelf life, don't they? So are you going to pack yeah. those with you? Yeah, I will take, I'll take usually. It's fun, actually. Normally, so marathons usually on a Sunday. So on a Tuesday, I usually go down to, it's usually Asda, to be fair. It's like a bit of a ritual for me when it comes to these marathons. Get my trolley and I just go right in with bagels the serene bars. Usually this time of year, I go in with our hot cross buns. Um, I, He's got a picture of him rolling around there with his blanket over his lap, 
with, 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 with the trolley on the front. You know, like, bless him, you see the old boys, Jack, Jack going down, Asda. Well, I can just go down and get the paper, love. Off we go. Get the milk in, get a bit of bread, lovely jab, a few eggs. Got a few eggs, cut the pickled onions, lovely jubbly, put them all in <laughs> with a blank on his lap. Sorry, I could just see you doing it. Because <laughs> yeah. you're one year behind me in age, don't laugh because it'll be you next year. <laughs> it's so good. Oh, it's so good. Speak anyway. up, if you was traveling, if, if you was traveling abroad later on in the year, what would you do about breakfast for, for a marathon? I'll just see what's there. Just like Amsterdam, mm. really. I mean, as long as you have some green tea and beetroot the day before, some random like noodly thing with a bit of entertainment at the at the kitchen. We won't go into that. Um, and then, uh, and then you just see what's there, really, don't you? I've got to give I've got to give one story out. I won't give the name of be the careful, person. Be careful. I won't. Give, <laughs> I won't give the name of the person, but I do know somebody who actually went to a marathon and bought a toaster when, <laughs> when they when they were there to be able to toast something in their room that's yeah. that's the length that i know some runners go to in terms of making sure they get what they're used to we are funny creatures aren't we really <laughs> He's barking, I, man. I, I, I was at the airport at gatwick two weeks ago going to tenerife and the person flew in front of me went through the security it went off. They went and opened it up and just looking over to see what it is. And they had a toaster in their bag. In their hand. It's mad, isn't it? I bet those people buy a toaster and toast your own and get breakfast at a hotel. Easily. Yeah. Absolutely. No brainer then, isn't it? That, that <laughs> is. So, so, Tope, if you, again, if you like, maybe, I don't know, planned a trip abroad. So, like, maybe end of the year, something like that. Would you take a toaster with you? Nah. I'll risk it. No. You'd risk it? I'd risk it, yeah. It's too much effort to carry time with you, isn't it? No, I'll tell you what I'll do. Is yeah, one, I'll, I'll take one with me. You coming you to take one with you? Well, just... I'll take one. Just you coming to New York as well? Yeah, I'm I am going to New York. Oh, that's a point. New York. When is that, Pala, by the way? When's that come out? Uh, first of March. The, the, of March. the results are the 1st of March, I think. But you're already in that, aren't you, Hayden? I'm already into New York, yeah. I've all, we sorted out a couple of months ago. Yeah, I'm already in. Ty, did you go in for the ballot? Yeah. Hardcore. Abin? No. No, I didn't either. Well, I'm, 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 hoping sport, I'm hoping sports tours send me out there for free. Because <laughs> well, they do it with a running channel, don't they? So why would they do it for me? Why wouldn't why wouldn't sports tours send me out instead of running channel? Well, I don't see the difference. You're asking the wrong well, people. Yeah, probably. Um, but yeah, probably. Did, did, yeah, did we answer the fueling stuff? By the way, uh, I think so. I think it. I think mm-hmm. the point is that it's trial and error, right? And I think we're all still mm-hmm. learning, and that pre-race. The week leading up to it is just as important as race day, but now is the time yeah. if you are in training blocks for half the marathon because most of us are going to need to fuel on those. Um, now's the time to start trying stuff. So, whether that be trying different gels, knowing what works and what doesn't, I always say to people when we're coaching them at our groups, if you're trying new gels, take one on a kind of 10k run at like four or five miles because then if you get issues, you're at home before they start kicking in, and you know whether they work for you or they don't. Um, because somebody, I think Dan has just said, 
uh, Tokyo hydration plan, please. And yeah, yeah, which is an interesting one because for me, it's really hard to to tell anyone we don't know what they're running, what place they run, what they take, what they don't take. But Hayden, were you going to pick up on that? Yeah. One? So I know Donna message actually long one show on Instagram. Oh. If you want to send your messages in, go up to the Instagram page. Donna did. So they're doing Tokyo, and what's happened is this week the um, Tokyo handbooks come out telling you everything you need to know about the marathon. One of the big things that's causing a bit of a stink is there is absolutely, first of all, we've never, you've never been allowed to take a hydration vest. You're not allowed to take any bottles on your belts. You're not allowed to take any hydration or any fluids in bottles whatsoever. Um, and you've got, to wait, you've got to wait until you get to the first stop to get your first bit of water in. So there's a bit of a stink about that at the moment. People aren't happy about that. And rightly so, to be fair, because you practice all this stuff like you've just spoken about and you get to a big, big major race. And for some stupid reason that there is I've no idea what the logic is, they turn around and say, no, no drinks whatsoever. So it's you really can't bad. eat drinks to the start. So when you're waiting in the pens, because we know that you can be there for ages sometimes, right? You can be there an hour in a pen. You can't take a bottle of ice or drink or water with you. You can take it up to the pen, but the minute you go into the pen, which is where they're going to take your temperature, scan your QR code. You also, it's one of the first, the only marathons where most people do anyway, but you have to have your phone with you because you have to have your QR code on the thing and they scan it before you go into the pen. And at that point there, you have to get rid of all your drinks. You're not allowed, well, they said originally, you're not allowed to take any extra clothing to keep warm because they do not want you dumping clothing on the side of the road. But there's been, there's been a lot of objections to that. And I think they are thinking about putting a charity bin somewhere near the start but yeah there's, there's a lot of rules with tokyo that, that they don't really make sense but but the water one as dana said wanted to address it i don't know what is the answer to it what, what can you do about it there's nothing you can do they're saying no drinks and that's it like it or lump it what are you supposed to do it's bad it's, oh. sorry sorry i don't know if i heard that right there's no drinks on the course no, 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 no. There's drinks on the course. You cannot take your own drink whatsoever in whatever form you want it. You can, I think oh, actually you can you're only have what they, you're allowed to take a cardboard bottle. Yeah, you can only have what they give you on course. Yes. Yeah. Right. So no hydration Whatever vest, that, right. yeah. Okay. So no hydration vest is what you're saying. And no bottles of water. Some people, like, I know my wife, Louisa, she likes to take, she has her own bottle of water. She is the right size, it's the right thing she likes to hold, the right weight. And she takes it with her all the time. This time, no, she can't. She can, can only use the water that they've got out on course. Hmm. Well, I would sneak it in. What are they going to do about it? I don't know. I'd it's, put it on my jumper. I'd put it in my flip belt. I'd put it in my shorts. What are they going to do about it? What, are they going to arrest you for carrying a bottle? In Japan, maybe, yeah. No. I don't. I can't see it. I can't see it. And... If you're wearing, if you're wearing a hoodie to the start, right? Because you're cold. Yep. Or just run in it and dump it on the side. What are they, they going to do? Well, I, I don't understand what they're going to do. Well, about you have it. to have you have to have your number exposed at all times. That's not just a jacket undone. It has to be on your outside of a garment. So if you are going to wear a hoodie, you're going to have to have your number pinned to the hoodie, which is fine if you're going to dump it. But yeah, yeah, you could probably go down that really. That's actually a good call. But they are saying about not dumping clothes. There's one thing they've really tried to adhere to but as you said there's been a lot of people complaining about it and i think everyone's hoping that they are gonna rescind that how many people do tokyo marathon i think it's about 38 40, okay so all you forty thousand people that listen to this podcast all turn up with your hydration vests on 
all turn up with your hoodies on, all turn up with your bottles on, and all go in there and let them try and manage that. Good luck with that, Tokyo Marathon. What a stupid idea. It's I mean, what are these planet are these people on? And and it's a world major. It's all right if you're an elite and you're getting bust in, right, to the start. But everybody else, nah, just just listen, just turn up. If you're one of the people who are doing the Tokyo Marathon, I know there's quite a few on the show and, you know, friends and family are doing it and that. But I would just wear anything you want, do what you want, what are they going to do about it? Just tell them when they say to you, you're not allowed to do that, say, Toby said I could. <laughs> well, look, on that, on that note, we are at over an hour. Um, oh, so a few things. Firstly, huge, huge uh, good luck and shout out to those people uh, doing Tokyo next week because I guess people will be getting on flights at the weekend early next week to mm. get their jet lag and all of that stuff, right? So we will we will talk about it next week. But, um, yeah, good mm. luck to all of those. Good luck to people at Brighton Half this weekend um, and in other places. If you have comments and questions and stuff you want to uh, get into us during the week, there's obviously the Facebook community. There is a long-run page on Instagram and Facebook now and obviously the uh, the website as well, which is 40runs.com forward slash long run. A uh, huge shout out to our friends at Skechers again. Thank you for, for obviously looking after us and sponsoring us. And next week, uh, you are going to be joined by Ben Slater, which I'm really excited about, actually. Um, I'm not here, but he's going to be on. Is he coming on next week? Ben is coming on next week with, uh, oh, with you. Awesome. And so Ben is, uh, just for a bit of context really quickly, Ben is doing London for the first time. He's done a whole load of halves. He's been doing the super half series. So if you've got questions about those, please get them in and I'm sure he'll be happy to talk to you about those. Um, and he's doing his first London marathon along with, I think he's doing a charity thing this year as well with like running X amount of miles. So he'll have loads to talk about and uh, be brilliant. Go on, Chris. So who's on, who's on next week hosting? You. You're in charge Me. next week. And okay. then you've got Wilco right. and Alan. The three of us are away. Okay, okay. Oh, so where are you guys in? Well, I'm... Are we just having a weekend? What, are you all going away together without us, or what's the, what's the deal? No. I'm, I'm, I'm going to Tokyo. If anyone fancies Oh, you're it. off to Tokyo? Oh, yeah. right. Yeah. I'll be in Essex, okay. but I have other plans. I'm working. Right, okay. Okay, all right. Okay, right, well, that was it. Sorry, I just I was interested to know. Um, anyway. Okay, all right, carry on. Sorry, I mean, take us out. That's all right. Thank you. Good night, everyone. And we will see you soon. Don't forget bite size on Monday night as well uh, at seven o'clock. Yeah, seven o'clock live. Yes. All right. Thanks. Title Toby. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. 
Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.